hi there. This is um, another podcast for Melanade, um, where I'm speaking with Pauline, who is um, who works as part of the learning support at my university. Um, so, Pauline, if you want to say hello. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Shall I tell you about myself? Yeah, yeah? just a little bit about okay, yourself. Okay, so I, um, I'm a dyslexia support tutor, although we're now... Um, required to be called specialist support one-to-one tutors um, but I work with students with dyslexia, dyspraxia, ADHD, students who are on the autistic spectrum. Um, I also work with students with mental health difficulties which is more as a mentor um, and I work across a number of universities in London including um, Central and I am also a freelance tutor, so I have my own business where I tutor students and with that one I do an awful lot of Skype tutorials as well, okay. so um, so I cover students all over the country. What kind of tutoring do you do? do you That's the, the, the specialist one-to-one tutoring. Oh, okay. Skype. Yeah, yeah. So helping so, them with... Yeah, so with the dyslexia support um, tutorials, or should I now call them specialist one-to-one support tutorials, sorry, um, involves mainly study skills, helping with study skills, but we, we always like to come from a, a, a student-centered approach. So we're, we're very, very fortunate that um, a lot of the students are covered by what's called the Disabled Students Allowance, which provides for students to have regular tutorials, which could be an hour um, a week, which is quite a, a mm. nice time for, for the tutor to work with the student to get to understand and to help the student understand their particular learning difficulties, their the, the, their challenges, if you like, but also, most importantly, their strengths. So we help the students then to almost develop like a, what we'd call a bit of a learning plan so that we work and, and, and get an idea of what their commitments are study-wise for the term and we, um, find out about their different assignments that they have to um, complete, be involved in, or their practical work that they have to be involved in. Anything that's going to um, uh, require organisation and planning. So we might spend quite a lot of time with students planning out their weeks mm. and thinking, well, you know, I'm very much involved. Say here, it might be lots of rehearsals going on, or I've, I've just had a few students that have been out on a fairly hefty placements and they yeah. have to do their study skills and their assignments um, or reflective journals whatever so it's that sort of trying to organize their week help them to organize their week trying to um, map out if you like the times when um, study is required because mm-hmm. obviously um, some students would like to, to not have to study yeah. so hard as others and others study too hard so it's getting a balance helping them with it yeah definitely, definitely it's yes useful. helping them with a, uh, getting a balance of, of what's required especially around deadline time when when the anxieties kick in yes I understand that <laughs> yes, yeah <laughs> um, so I thought it was really interesting you said like teaching them as well to learn about their strengths yeah um, so I was just wondering what you think of the term neurodiversity. Yeah, yeah. It's like a whole to describe the people that um, you yeah. help with their cognitive. Yeah, it's, I think neurodiverse is, is one of the, the, the best terms to use, if you like. And when you heard me earlier on saying, well, 
Um, am I a specialist tutor or a dyslexia tutor? A lot of people would like us to be called neurodiverse tutors as well. That's another term that, but because neurodiversity is not understand, understood sort of out, outside of the, what we would say, I, I, I suppose the specific learning difficulty sector so much, um, people get confused with all the terms. So, but neurodiversity is becoming a really popular and common term. Hopefully that will become the term yeah. that will be used in the future. Because I like it a lot because, as I was saying to you earlier, like I don't always consider my dyslexia like a disability. Mm, mm. Not until I'm like put in the cer- like, like in certain circumstances of like an essay or having to write an essay. Mm, mm. Um, an essay, did I say essay twice? <laughs> an exam yeah. or yeah. an essay. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I like neurodiversity because it also has like my dyslexia has strengths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you said, being yeah. being creative yeah. students here. Yeah. As well. And neurodiversity really sort of encapsulates everybody in some way. We're all neurodiverse in some way. Yeah. Um, and as you've just said, um, for people with dyslexia, the, the difficulty will be putting that down in writing and, and getting your words down in writing. But you'll have other strengths that you'll be able to draw on. Yeah. Um, and hopefully. In a, in a world to come, we won't be having to rely on writing so much. You yes, know? definitely. Which I think has happened to, to a certain extent with computers and laptops. And um, as we were talking earlier on about ways that we can use assistive technology to speak into um, an electronic device and let that do the typing for yeah. you. So um, it, it's progressing. Assistive technology is really the way forward um, uh, and it's progressing. And, and definitely. From maybe ten years ago, things have changed a lot. I have one question about the voice recording. Yes, because yeah. when I've been recording these, I've tried to do one on my own mm-hmm. as like an introduction, but I've recorded it like six times because I keep saying um and um and ah mm. when I because with me I can it's trying to get words to say what I want to say and also saying that yes and like processing it yeah it takes me a while to get it out yeah so I um and ah yeah all the time while I'm thinking <laughs> would yeah. it pick up on that would it write that yeah, yeah, well it'll pick up on the I, I, I guess I don't know the, the, the software program I was talking about earlier might not that might be a little bit more fine-tuned but what I would suggest to a student that's having that problem is to plan a little bit and, and and mind map out your key ideas so you've got a, a, a bit of a plan and if some people don't like mind maps but it just is a, a you know sort of a almost like you could draw a picture or a visual where you could write I down some maps. of the ideas you like mind maps. I love yeah love well there we go maps. then so <laughs> you can use your mind maps plot out the words that you want to say so you've got that in front of you before you then do the recording so don't crash straight into the recording just like I wouldn't expect expect or um hope that a student would crash into their writing that they would plan it first of all yeah and using your colors and your your visuals and 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 that's where we find a lot of the strengths are with people with dyslexia is, is using their visual strengths and um color coordinating yeah like i have to yeah my mind map has to be colorful and then on my like quotes i put them into 
I once spent ages, I'm not doing this anymore though, but I spent ages, like, I printed off all of the quotes that I'd, like, typed up. Yeah. And I cut them all out. Mm -hmm. And then I put them into different plastic folders for the different things that they could be written about. Mm. But it took me forever to But what a lovely idea. I know, it was nice and organised, but I was like, I can't do this every time. Because it's taking, I think it was more a bit of procrastination as well as... Yeah. Not being ready to write my essay. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And it, and the procrastination is a massive thing because it's the you know, the sort of getting going with the writing which is the real problem. Mm. So quite often our students will procrastinate and find all different ways around actually getting going. Getting and that's going, where mind yeah. mapping is so useful because it gets you to actually get your thoughts down on paper in whatever method. You don't have to worry about spelling or anything, you just get those wonderful ideas that you've got in your head down onto paper. Down, yeah, yeah. definitely. And then you start pro, and that's where you were asking about the study skills. That's what we would work with students to encourage them to do within a session. We'd, we'd encourage them to verbalise their ideas, and and what I tend to do with with some students that are really maybe not so keen on mind mapping we'll have a big sheet of paper and I'll get them to talk about their subject and I'll be jotting down ideas and I put the pen down in between myself and the student Mm -hmm. and then every so often the student will actually sort of think oh oh, I've got an idea and they'll pick up the pen and then I think yes we've got them writing got them writing yeah yeah and that's where the the um the 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 joy is if you like of you know sort of collaborating on a, on a piece of work and then handing it over to the student saying at the end right there you go well done you've you've, you've got done your it. ideas yeah. down on a piece of paper and they'll say oh, can I take that home even though it's <laughs> a really sort of scribbly piece of paper they they've got their ideas and we've got them going with the writing process yeah which is, which is what you need to yeah the first yeah. steps yeah so um the other universities that you work at mm. it's quite interesting because obviously this is like a specialized school um, drama school, everyone's creative, so, so dyslexia and massive um, strength is your creativity. Mm. I was just wondering what the people that come to you who go from other universities, what courses do they come Every from? Every single solitary course. Yeah. I have supported students. Um, I don't... I've, I've supported students right across the range of courses. I've supported doctors, loads of nurses, lots of nurses. Again, I think people with dyslexia or, or, or learning difficulties are drawn to the caring um, professions as well. So a lot of mm. nursing students have dyslexia. Um, teachers, uh, as I said earlier about um, working with a lot of people that are artists um, and um, a lot of students, I'm trying to think of my students at the moment, Psycho- I've got psychology students, I've got four PhD students that yeah. are very high achievers one of which was a psychology student did incredibly well i've got an arts phd student and a business and marketing phd student um and a historian um, okay. actually history interestingly I, I don't often work with people with history yes, so I, I did history GCSE mm. and a, like again this is comes to my annoyance with education a bit because mm. history and I did psychology for A level and it was the same same thing happened to it. I love sitting in the class and love learning about mm. it but when it came to the exam work and the assignments I couldn't do it mm. Mm. so then I am um, I dropped them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I enjoyed the subject. Yes, and it's frustrating, isn't it, when yeah. you enjoy the subject, but you can't do the, 
the exams and the assessments. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, I would have loved to have done more on psychology. Mm. And I'm finding all this research about neurodiversity fascinating. Yes, yeah. But it's the, it was the exam with the psychology that like you had to do it really quickly. Mm. You had so much to write in so little time. And even with extra time on a laptop, I still couldn't no. get it all done. Yeah. That's interesting, something. Yeah. And, and quite often the students will veer, as you were saying earlier, will veer away from the, uh, the, top, the, the subjects that need exams, mm. don't require exams, which I, I can understand. I'm, I'm not dyslexic, but I would have, you know, I've spent my whole life trying not to do exams and, and doing studies that, that don't require exams. Cause, so I really understand how people hate exams. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I just think it's a bad way of measuring mm. intelligence. Mm. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> I really agree. I know. You think other people, more people should agree, but mm. no. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I don't know if I've got... I'll think of any more questions right now, but I'll think of them later on. <laughs> <laughs> can well, I Can yeah. I say that? Yeah, I think it's wonderful say. that you're... you're um, ele- what's the word? Sort of... Um, empowering the voice of people with dyslexia because we're always very concerned that that isn't happening mm. that that um you know we know we work closely with students we we see the, the the difficulties the challenges and the wonderful strengths and abilities but not so many people know about that out outside of what we're yeah. doing and it's so important that people get to know about yeah. it and, and understand it and the more people that are open about it and talk about it the better yeah no definitely mm. as I was saying like I was just really fortunate that my mum mm. would always be like oh Albert Einstein had dyslexia but look at what he did and like Winston yeah. Churchill and yeah she'd always remind me of like the she'd be like oh this has happened that's your dyslexia but it also like is a part of you and you can do this because it definitely of the yeah. other things I'm yeah. thinking outside of the box wonderful yeah. wonderful so yeah. and there's there's uh, I don't know if you want this for your pod but there was okay. a if you look on um, YouTube there was a global um, dyslexia summit a few weeks ago I don't know um, and that down. was um, and there was a E, the, the company EY which is Ernst Young but it's there uh, and his Steve and I can't remember his surname but he's like the, the executive director of EY um, he's dyslexic there was a, a recruitment um, a lady called oh, I can't remember all their names Sue and there was a, an MP and the guy that used to be involved with running GCHQ so and these are companies now that are encouraging people with dyslexia because yeah. just like you said they think outside the box they want to employ people with dyslexia and they they were really it's a, a really useful um session if you like and you can pick up bits of it on youtube yeah so if you, you if you it. look for the um global summit i think it and it's made by dyslexia the group that that organized it made yeah, by dyslexia see i keep seeing lots of great things on um, online like coming up on my facebook feed mm. about like um different processing and different mm. thinking styles and like encouraging it and saying it's okay mm. which i think is great if maybe younger people who are in education are also seeing it that's right without a doubt and what i i don't have you saw the video from a ted talk with sir ken robinson about I haven't create, seen that one. Uh, it's no. not about dyslexia. He doesn't talk about that, but he talks about how um, education is crushing kids' creativity 
and that that's important for learning. Mm-hmm. This is really like, yeah, it's really so good, and it's very funny as well. Like, yeah. tell some funny stories. I'll, have to, I'll take a note of that. One. <laughs> Ken Robinson. Yeah, Ken Robinson. Sir Ken Robinson. Sir Ken Robinson. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. Um, TED Talk. Yeah. I'll write it here. Ken Robertson. Yeah. There's another TED Talk, and that is linked to um, the Made by Dyslexia, because there's a lady that's involved in the Made by Dyslexia. I can't remember any of their names, but she's done a TED Talk as well about dyslexia, which is very, very good. So you'll find that on the Made by Dyslexia. I'll have a look at that as well. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for being on Melanade. (laughs) Melanade? (laughs) Yeah, it's because... the show is like um, a game show, and then when someone wins, right. I give them a melon, and I go, when life gives you melons, make melonade. Oh, wow, but brilliant. See, it's meant to be lemons. <laughs> I'm just mixing my letters right. up. <laughs> and my granddaughter calls lemons melons all the time. Yeah, I get, I, I mean, I can sometimes call doors windows. Like, yeah, yeah. And people just have to get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's a good idea. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. All right, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs>